Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. If you're listening to this show, then you're ready. No, you're more than ready to make a change and create a massive breakthrough in your life or your business. See, I've been in your shoes and know what it feels like to be frustrated, tired, and hungry for more. What catapulted me to new heights was having a clear vision for what I wanted in life, a target, purpose, something I could work towards tirelessly something I could feel, hear, smell, and dream about. This took me three years to find, but it doesn't have to take you that long. If you need a target, a purpose, if you need a spark in your life, for a limited time, I'm offering you a free one-hour coaching session with me. That's a value of over $250. But here's the catch. I'm only offering this to five people. The first five people that book this call will get a chance to go through a one-hour sit-down coaching session with me. So if you want to be one of those five people and grab that one-hour time slot, click the link in the description of this podcast. It reads, grab your spot here. I look forward to speaking with you. Hi, everybody. Joining us on The Daily Grind today is Beth Weisenberger. Beth is the co-founder and president of Handle Group, corporate and sports divisions. With nearly 20 years in the coaching industry, Beth has led personal development seminars for more than 50,000 people globally, has been a featured executive coach at businessweek.com, and is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post. Beth's ability to evolve corporate culture and bring about exponential financial growth has become her trademark. During today's episode, everyone, Beth not only shares her entrepreneurial journey with us, but really gives us some deep, in-depth tools that we can start to implement to reach our goals even faster. So everyone, be sure you grab that pen, notepad, sit back, and again, really dive deep in today's interview with Beth Weisenberger. Enjoy. Well, Beth Weisenberger, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm great, Colin. Thank you for having me on the on the show. Of course, thank you so much for being here. And uh, Beth, say for some listeners and audience members being first introduced to you today, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of sharing a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. Um, hi, everybody. I am the co-founder of Handel Group, which is the largest um, executive life coaching company um, in the world. And um, I am a co-founder with my youngest sister, Lauren Zander. That's great. Um, and she is my boss. So be very clear, even though I'm 11 years young, older than her, she <laughs> is my boss appropriately because she is the one who designed the Handel Method. 
um, and then I'm the one that then built it with her and then gets it grounded and I run the corporate and sports divisions of Handel Group. And Handel, everybody, is our maiden name. Okay, fantastic. And what's, uh, what's your story, Beth? Like, how did you get involved in working with your sister and creating the Handel Group? I guess to build some context, let's go back a little bit and, and maybe go to the early stages of your career and what you did there. Sure. Um, I, I'm 60 years old, so we'll go from there. And I was in the business of leading workshops, you know, personal effectiveness, leadership. I always cared about making a difference for people. So did that many years, as did my youngest sister. And she started to invent a method that I, you know, kind of was privy to remember. She's 11 years younger, so I didn't hang out with her much. And I had become uh, a management consultant I was um, leading sales at an international company, did the largest sales in 18 years of that company, my second year there. And, um, and Lauren was busy coaching individually, and I wasn't thrilled, with, sorry for those of you in California, I wasn't thrilled with living there. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> um, and I wasn't, you know, I had done what I did at the company and did great, but I was looking for something else. And so when I was, Oh, probably 44-ish, um, I moved uh, my daughter and I, and at the time my husband, um, back to New York because my sister gave me one of her clients to build her company. I'm a builder. And so I started to build my sister's client's company, and then that client was like, oh, I don't want to build it this big because I can build big. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I looked at Lauren. Here I am. I moved my husband and daughter. She was two and a half at the time to New York City, which he did not want to go from California. Um, and I had no job. Um, and so I really just looked at her and said, what the frig? Um, and the only one I really want to work with is you. And why am I not building you into the Oprah of coaching? Um, I'm a builder. You're a genius. Let's go. And on that day, um, in um, 15 years ago, she and I were like, all right, you know, she thought about it for 24 hours. Yep. She said, yes, let's go. Um, and we named it that week. And we started, she and I, um, as the co-founders with no one else. At the time, 15 years ago, life coaching, executive coaching was kind of like voodoo. Um, and we were like, all right, let's give it a year. Let's see what <laughs> we got. Um, and we built it into a 65-person coaching company. You know, wow. We have a joint venture with Live Nation. They locked us in as their coaches for five years um, in the largest concert um, um, company. And so we're doing very well. Um, wow. So that is how it started. That's amazing. And going back, say, 15 years ago when you and your sister decided that you, know, you were going to do this together and, you know, corporate uh, executive life coaching wasn't really a, a trend or a thing at that time. How long did it take you both to start getting some real traction? Um, let's see. So we're both rainmakers, right? So it really, um, let's see. Um, I think within that first, we gave it a year, like, let's see what we got. You know, yeah. she had the fallback, she had individual clients. She was keeping the coaching because we didn't know if we would make it. Yep. Um, and I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but we figured, you know, we could get me a job if I needed. And it was in that first year that we rocked it. Um, and we started, we hired, I think it was one person in that first year. And we, I mean, I'll never forget when we got our first client at 25000 a month. We were like rich. No doubt. Um, and it was, we just started, and we, do, it was really, we, at the time, we didn't have, you know, we did not have business cards. We did not have a website. 
it was just really, you know, the cute sisters. Um, and we just rainmaked and paved, you know, we just pounded the pavement and started to get clients. And it's still a word of mouth business. We really don't do any cold calling or any of that. We really are, if we're best in class, then everyone will hear about it. Got you. But yeah, we just pounded that pavement that first year and then knew we would make it. That's amazing. And for people out there who are listening to this and who really don't have a good grasp per se understanding on what it is that you do, Beth, you and your sister with sort of executive life coaching, um, what exactly do you help these executives and leaders with um, exactly? So we, I'm the one who handles, yes, the chairman, the CEOs, the C-suite, the executives. We also, let me just for the audience, we also have a life coaching division where we house about 500 to 1,000 clients a month go through our programs, webinars, podcasts. Yes, so we have that. We have the corporate division. We coach um, in the sports arena, so NFL players, Olympians, so we coach over there. Um, We have our book, Maybe It's You, um, and we really do believe that maybe it is you and not them. Um, (laughs) And we coach people. Our two new taglines, am I allowed to curse on this? Of course, yeah, go ahead. Let, let it let loose. Okay, our two new taglines are unfuck your future self. Mm, like it. And learn to better human learn to human better as a verb. Learn to human better. So in the corporate arena, we are having people be, you know, we deal with your dark side, your cavities pollution. We're not gonna come and like Colin, there's all already what's so great about you. We ain't touching that. You aren't paying us to touch what's great about you. You yeah. already are, but I'm coming for your dark side. You know, your cavity <laughs> pollution, that which limits you, um, whether it limits you in your results, limits you in your leadership, there is what sucks about you. And so in the corporate arena, we really do have people deal with what sucks about you and how it impacts people. We do that in the life coaching also. So life coaching people come, you know, to figure out finding the one, to get divorced, to lose weight, to figure out how to, you know, be an entrepreneur. So the life coaching is anything in life you want coaching with. And the corporate world is we really do, and we won't promise it, but we triple people's businesses. So wow. at Live Nation, you know, the CEO, um, we really did impact revenue. That is what we do. So when you raise the bar of people humaning better, yeah, you raise that consciousness, then productivity is going to skyrocket if everybody's dealing with their, they suck, right? And so triple business, that's like a duh. And we don't work on whether we're in an insurance company or whether we're in a, you know, an advertising agency, whether we're in um, a record company, we don't, we don't know your business. We just know humans. And if we teach humaning better, then, you know, you're going to be happy. You're going to be proud. You're going to be effective. You're going to raise your children better, treat your spouse, different partner, et cetera, et cetera. So that is what we do in executive life coaching. And we're edgy and we're different. And we say, fuck every other word. Um, <laughs> not for everybody we are not we really you have to want to deal with your dark got you i mean it makes a lot of sense because you know there's people listening and even for myself right we have amazing days and a lot of times you're like i wish i could have more of those amazing days but the fact is is you know what you're saying is if you can help people 
sort of get into that dark side and, and focus on how they can start improving on that. And as you say, unfuck themselves, you're going to start having more of those great days. And if you can turn, you know, your weeks into every day is amazing. Well, of course, it's going to triple your business because your energy levels higher, your productivity becomes a lot greater and you just become better. Yeah. And you're treating your people well and you're proud of yourself. Of like course. You would want you know, you would teach your child that, right? Yeah. So we go over there to the dark side um, and have you um, be a great leader. In the corporate world, in the life coaching, it's, you know, how do you find the one? Love, uh, body, um, anything to do, relationships. So relationships come to us to either, you know, help them be in a better marriage or partnership or end their marriage. You know, we believe in marriage and we believe in divorce. Some people shouldn't be together. Let's tell the truth. Do it beautifully. Um, Like that. So that's us in a nutshell. Very cool. Well, do you find that there are, say, some commonalities between the people that you're working with? Maybe some things that consistently people are are doing that, that are not right, that are wrong? Sure. There's, well, in our method... We say that every single result, there's a source to all results. And you've got your great results, like the designed results. And if you have, you designed a result and you now have accomplished that result, you're being an author. So you have the pen in your hand. You are saying, okay, here's what I want to have happen by the end of the year. Here's what I want to have happen by the end of today. And then no matter what the circumstances are given to you by the universe, you're still an author and you still deal effectively with it and you end up with the result. Yeah. So then the question becomes, when you have a result you don't want, what the frick? Like, what is that? And everyone goes to, if you have a result you don't want, you go to fix it by taking a different action. And that would normally work, but if you're 50 pounds overweight, you taking an action to have you not be 50 pounds overweight is unlikely. Yeah. So we don't go to actions first. So if you have a result you don't want, the source of it is not the action. The source of it is your inner dialogue, your thoughts in your head that are in your subconscious. And Dr. David Hawkins years ago did a study and discovered that 60, 60, 60% of a human being's inner dialogue is negative. I, I totally see so that. Negative in your subconscious, you then take an action consistent with the negative and you end up having that result. So we've identified, this is a long answer to your question, we've identified three voices that are your negative voices. There's more, but I'll only say three on this call. And the three voices that are the common things we deal with with all human beings is your chicken, I'll explain it in a minute, your brat, and your weather reporter. Mm. And those are negative inner dialogues. So your chicken is the voice of avoiding confrontation, avoiding something hard. And it could be for a good reason. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yep. So you avoid that. I was uh, interacting with eight CEOs last night, and one of them was like, he's a CEO. He writes books. And he's like, Beth, I don't have any hard conversations because I don't want to hurt their feelings. All right, <laughs> well, then, th- then he's not developing his people. Shame on him, right? Yeah. And so the chicken voice sounds like this. Ooh, I should probably talk to Colin today. Oh, you know, Colin's never really good on Wednesdays. It depends on how the <laughs> podcast went. If it sucked, don't talk to him. So why don't we wait till Friday before the weekend? That's when he's in a good mood. And that person will think that is a great business strategy. And I will call you a fucking chicken. So that's the chicken voice. Okay. 
Now, the brat voice is like a teenager. It's defiant. I don't want to. You can't make me. You're not the boss of me. You should <laughs> die. You should fuck off or kill yourself. So that's the brat. And the brat goes like this. So you, you have set the alarm. You're going to get up. You're going to go running. The alarm clock goes off. You go, the brat says, go back to sleep. Yes. And you think God just talked to you. <laughs> You're go hoping he did. Right. No, it was a brat. Your brat just ran your friggin' life. Yeah. Your weather reporter is like a weather reporter. So I open up my weather app this morning to see what's going on outside because I got to go outside. It looks pretty. And it said, you know, 14 degrees. So that's a fact. It's 14 degrees. All I can do is strategize around 14 degrees. So watch when you're a weather reporter in your life, it's the opposite of an author. It's all about avoiding being accountable. A weather reporter gives you justifications, excuses, will say something like this to you, Colin, you know, if I just had a better marketing team, I would be able to get my job done. If True. my boss was nicer, I would be able to get my job done. I don't have time to go to the gym. All those said are like the person is saying it like it's 14 degrees, like it's a fact. I don't have time to go to the gym. That's a weather report. It's bullshit. If I paid you a million dollars to go to the gym today, you think you'd go? Damn so right. Those three voices that we, in one of our first or second calls or in our workshops, we immediately deal with on the first day. So you can meet your chicken, your brat, and your weather reporter. And then once you meet them, our name of the game is Raise Consciousness, then we give you the tool to get out of that hell and become an author. So that's the commonality. The easiest one to speak about is the chicken, the brat, and the weather reporter. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it's almost like for people out there listening, like admit that what you're doing is wrong, right? And then once you admit it, you can now become aware of those three moments, the chicken and all those things that you just talked about. And then you can start changing those behaviors and patterns and then you can start to be consistent with it. And if you can kind of follow what Beth just said there, I mean, I, I truly know that that will change your life. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. So for you and your sister, Beth, obviously, you know, 15 years ago, you get your first client for $25,000 a month. Things are exciting. You hire your first employee. Um, but in business, obviously, you've been doing this for 15 years. Things aren't always up. There's always maybe some moments in which... Um, can be a little bit hairy. So it wouldn't mind if you kind of would be able to share, Beth, maybe a couple moments or one moment where um, you and your sister have had the last 15 years that was maybe a big obstacle that, that you both had to sort of overcome. Let me think. Um, biggest obstacle we had to overcome. Um, that's a good one. We didn't, we've not, like, there's never, remember, we teach and we walk what we teach, right? Of course. So, in business, there's always like, okay, we've got all the, we've got these coaches, um, and the business isn't coming in fast enough, right? And so you can't fire a coach like you could fire a regular employee because it took them two years to get trained to be a coach. Yeah. Right. Now, that was years ago. It's less time now, but it's so it's a two-year trajectory. If I fire you, and then the business, as an entrepreneur, the business now starts flooding in again we're screwed because then I don't have a coach. 
So that was maybe one of our biggest obstacles, although it wasn't because what we just did is we didn't pay ourselves. Like, we're not going to fire a coach. That's insane. I, you know, we'll just not get paid. And that, you. you know, we did that, right? And we paid ourselves back and like that. But um, that would have been the only, but again, it was like, that was happening. We were like, all right, we're not firing people. That would be dumb. Um, and now our obstacle is we're in what we call a flood. Like, um, we have so much business. And so what we're dealing with is um, the amount of coaches and getting moving them through to be coaches. Gotcha. And part of what we handled with that is we just were about, we're finishing editing, but we're coming out with three audio programs mm. for coaches. So we're going to have our corp. it's called Inner You. Corporate is going to have there, so it'll walk you through all the corporate principles we teach in workshops and coaching. We're going to have the life coaching one and what we teach in life coaching, which is similar to corporate, but it's skewed a little different. And then we're going to have the love one. Um, and so we're about to become an online coaching program as well. So that like, for instance, at a large company where you're really only coaching the top 500 because of how expensive we are, yep. then what about the other 5,000 people in your organization? Now we have the way to now have them all immersed in the language of the handout method method. So that was an obstacle, but we solved it. Yeah, totally. Well, it sounds to me like the, the obstacles in your way aren't really obstacles. They're just challenges. And, uh, it seems like you, you're going to overcome it regardless if it's a big challenge or a small challenge. Yeah. It's our dream, yeah. which it, which, you know, don't give up on your dream people. Yeah. Yeah, so so many people give. Why do you think it? So many people give up on their dream. Is it is it fear? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you know, Colin, fear is an interesting thing because most humans don't recognize when they're in fear. That mm. would be so much easier if we could, right? Like it's so much, one of yeah. those where you're like, "Wow, I'm worried and I'm scared." Okay, that would be profound if someone actually was in that, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not. So it's one of the ones that people don't identify. But, you know, if you're if it's not Lauren and I gave ourselves the rule, like we got a year. And if after the year we really do suck and it's not worth it and la la la, okay, fine. You go get a job, I'll continue doing my one on one like that, right? So we really gave ourselves that to see if we could make it work. Um, and obviously we did, right? Yeah. So but we weren't giving up on it in the year, no matter how many, you know, um, you know, knows we got every single day, right? It was like, no, we have a year. We have yep. a year. We got this. Um, and then staying believing. And so, yeah, people get scared. I mean, there's real reality. Like, you know, if you, if you run out of money, there's real reality, right? Yep. But if you are um, scared, what you'll be doing is you'll, and you don't catch that, you will start to mess with your dream. And you will start to call in results consistent with your fear. Mm. And so remember, the universe always gives you that wherever you are in your state. So if your state and your inner dialogue is I'm fucked, then the universe doesn't go, stop saying that. The universe <laughs> will go, all right, she's fucked. Give her more. Yeah. Stop, stop, fucked, right? Yep. The universe doesn't discern. You attract that wherever you are. So if you're feeling bad if you're thinking it's not going to turn out oh my god you know i had this executive get on the phone with me in january I said beth my target's fucked for the year i'm like what it's january what are we you're already manifucking this what is going on <laughs> new term um, okay 
expectations. Um, and he's like, well, Beth, I need, you know, new salespeople. You know how long it takes to get new salespeople up to speed. He was already failed. Yeah. But that's part of being a coach is I intervened into that and got him to cut it out, right? And stop manifucking in his head that it's failing, 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 failing. Yeah. So true, and what you had mentioned there about you know being you know uncomfortable and being nervous, I think that you know it's, I, I'm always so fascinated, Beth, when you know I meet people or I speak with friends, and I'm like, when's the last time you really felt you know really nervous? And and I love to ask that question because I'm amazed at how many people can't even answer it. Like it's been it's been months, it's been years since they really felt that those nerves, and that's because they're so comfortable in what they're doing, and even though they say that they want to change. They say that they want to make more money or be better in business or break out of this shitty job that they're in. They're just comfortable with where they are and they have well, no well, no desire in order to get out at the moment. Well, then I would call that person and have them confront that. So there's two things in that, in that scenario. So what I can hear as a coach is, oh, they don't have their new dream. Yes. So maybe they had a dream, it got fulfilled, and that's where they are now, and now it's time to invent a new one. Mm. And people really suck at dreaming as adults. You know, if you, you know, you take a kid or a teenager, they have no issue dreaming. What do you want? <laughs> I want that. And they are like, they dream because they haven't gotten, you know, cynical or resigned about the world yet. Yep. So you then get in a room filled with adults and one of our first conversations on the first day as they're dealing with being a chicken and brat weather reporter is how people have stopped dreaming. True. And you have to use that muscle to dream like dream, dream big. You got this one life. Like why are you not dreaming big? What do yes. you want? What do you want? What's your dream? And then once someone identifies their dream, then you want to then make sure their inner dialogue, their thoughts, and their actions line up with the dream versus the chicken or brat. So the person who's like whining and complaining and I don't like this life and does nothing, they're being both, could be a chicken, could be a brat, could be both. Yep. And so we would identify that with them and then have them start to deal. In fact, it's our first homework assignment in both the life coaching and corporate arena um, with regards to dreaming and the sports also. We divide your life into 12 areas and have you deal and confront dreaming in each one and then telling the truth about each state and then we then we fix it. Yeah, love it. Um, Beth, for you, like this is a question I always love asking you know, people like yourself is I'm wondering if you had the chance to go back years and maybe sit down with the, maybe the 18 to 20-year-old Beth and not change anything, but just offer your young self a piece of advice, piece of wisdom, piece of guidance. I'm wondering what that would be for you. Um, I would have told her <laughs> um, to care about school. <laughs> yeah. I was an asshole in college. Um, to care, to care deeply about your education and care, regardless if you'll use it ever or whatever, just care deeply. Um, and I would have told her to um, to have grand, like grand, grand, huge dreams, huge dreams and play in the huge dreams and mm. figure out my big dreams. 
why for you is education like when you when you say look back and you're like care about your education why why that for you um i will always um i don't like how i did school um college specifically right um uh after my first year um i didn't like how i did it and i and i don't um i didn't respect who i was Mm. um either i shouldn't have gone to college and shut up and just go build what i want to build or if i'm there respect it um and i um, and I don't, I don't, I wouldn't teach anyone that like, Oh, you don't like it. Yeah. Be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I would never teach that. Right. It's if you're going to be in it, be great and do it and do it to the best 100%. Of ability versus be a brat. I was a brat. Yeah. And how and you, I, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I would have killed the brat back then. Yeah, love it. Beth, for people out there who are are loving what they hear today, I know this time has just flown by and people are wanting to to hear more, but if they want to learn more, um, where's the best place that they can go out and reach and connect with you? So two places you can follow Handel Group um, on LinkedIn, or you can visit, this is um, HG for Handel Group, HG Corp, um, C-O-R-P dot coach. Um, and then you'll, you know, you send an email and we would book a complimentary consultation with one of the coaches or me, um, and you'd hear about corporate and executive coaching. Um, and if you want to, um, hear about the life coaching, you can email Sally. Um, and it's always at handelgroup.com. Okay. Um, Sally at handelgroup.com for life coaching and me at hgcorp.coach for corporate and executive. Amazing. Well, I'm going to share all these links, uh, best ways to connect, um, with Beth on social media, also visit HD Corp. Be sure you take advantage of that consultation. Um, if you're wanting some life coaching, again, I will share the email for Sally and also Beth. Um, but reach out if you're looking to better yourself, if you're looking to get maybe get out of that funk that you're in. Beth is someone out there who can help you and the Handle Group can help you get out of that funk. And if you've listened to the show, you know that you need support. You know that you need mentors and coaches who can help you do that. So be sure you reach out. And now, Beth, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is I'm going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. Dream big and don't give up on it. Stay believing in your dream. Dream big and stay believing in it. Dream big, everyone. And as you can see from this interview, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today, dreaming big and never, ever giving up on it. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Beth Weisenberger. Beth, again, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today. Thank you for having me, Colin. Thank you, everybody. Pleasure's all mine. Everyone, if you like today's show, you found massive value in it. Be sure you hit that subscribe button. Drop us a comment. We'd love to hear what you thought about the show. Share this with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.